Good morning, my confident queens. It's your confidence cheerleader, Kiri, coming at you with another incredible interview from our badass mompreneurs, ready to give their best tips, tricks, and stories to finding and creating the most confident you. Let's get into it. Good afternoon, Dali. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing so good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited. Good. I'm so glad. I'm excited to hear from you. Um, I reached out to Delee because I had seen her on Marcella um, from Love Woolies Instagram, who we've had on the podcast before, and she's wonderful. And she just had so many great things to say about you. So I'm super excited to hear from you. Oh, thank you. I love Marcella. She was a dream to work with. So much fun. Yeah, I, I can imagine. That's wonderful. So do you want to just kind of start us out by telling us a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do? Yes. So I'm a wardrobe stylist with a passion for slow fashion, and I help women find their personal style, find confidence in their personal style, and then dig into their closet and learn to wear what they already have. I'm in the sustainable fashion realm, and then I help women learn how to shop sustainably and add in pieces that they'll love for a really long time. Which I love that you specifically focus in on sustainable fashion, because I feel like when people think of like fashion or changing their personal style or whatever, that always seems to come with like a huge price tag and a lot of like, you know, clothes that we don't necessarily I did love that when Marcella was talking about how you came into her closet and helped her style the piece that she already owned, but maybe didn't wear because she didn't know how to wear it. So I thought that was very cool. Oh, thank you. That is really where I found my niche in helping women is the fact that we have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. And we continue to shop at the same stores, not knowing what else to do. And then we become disenchanted with our wardrobe and feel like we need something new. And the truth is there's a lot of value hanging in our closet. And there are different ways that we can shop, especially with more intention that will help us create a wardrobe that we really will be satisfied with. Absolutely. I think that's so wonderful. Well, and you also brought up like, helping women find confidence in themselves through their wardrobe, which um, obviously I'm the Confident Mompreneur and this is the Confident Mompreneur podcast. So how do you really think that a person's personal style and wardrobe can help with their confidence? It has a lot to do with how we are feeling on the inside being portrayed on our outside. And so I've had clients where they, they almost didn't know they were in such a funk until we did their closet and got them into clothes that made them feel good. And then they were like, you know what? I really was going through a downtime in my life, whether it was postpartum or different things like that. And so that's the magic of finding your confidence. Um, Just like in business, you start to find your confidence and imposter syndrome is very prevalent in starting a business and I guess maintaining a business. But when you find your confidence or just get out of your comfort zone to try new things or to have the guts to do what you really want to do. In this case, to dress the way you really want to dress without people thinking, oh, she's overdressed 
or where are you going today that's so fancy or some of those things that we kind of get caught up in when you find what you really want to portray and who you really are in your wardrobe then that's when the magic happens and it really does boost your confidence it does it's i i believe that confidence is kind of twofold there's the external confidence and the internal confidence but they feed back and forth between each other so i always tell people you look good on the outside you feel good on the inside and so style is a huge part of my personal confidence um i went and spoke at an event this weekend and i definitely put on you know my power suit that helped me like feel that good boost of like yeah, damn, I look good. I'm going to kill this kind of thing. So exactly. I think the fake it till you make it is kind of an old phrase that we've used in the past. And now I think as women, we want to feel it and we want to express how we feel. And sometimes we don't feel as confident as we would like, but just go for it. Like there's nothing to lose by putting on an outfit that you love there isn't anything to lose to trying something new in your business. Yeah, you might lose some money and time and things, but it all comes with experience. And so when I dive into women's closets and really dig down to why they have what they have, that really helps like gain that confidence and um, give them the confidence to try things in a new way. I love that. So what inspired you to get into this and to do this? That is a good question. In true entrepreneur fashion, I kind of just started. <laughs> I was a hairstylist for years. That's what my background is, is in hairstyling. And then I took a long break to raise my kids. My husband and I moved across the country and back, and it was hard to build a clientele doing hair when you're moving so much and have little ones. So when my kids got older, I started to think about what I wanted to really do. And I didn't really want to do hair. I really loved fashion. I really loved helping my friends pick out clothes. I really loved my journey of fast fashion lover to slow fashion. I had kind of become obsessed with this idea of um, slow fashion and how our consumption affects the planet, affects the workers and how much I had contributed to that. So I decided to just start and I did friends and family for free for a while and like studied and got all the information I could on how to, um, I guess the biggest trick was how to manage a session of helping women go through their closet, how to make it timely, how to be organized, things like that. I had to learn all of the Instagram, which was a whole nother thing, tech stuff, getting my website up and going, all of that. And then I realized there really was a market for this. So I launched my business a little less than two years ago. And the women that I have met, the experiences I've had, the growth that I've had from it has been amazing. And I just love helping women with this one aspect of their lives that can sometimes be really frustrating. Yeah, it definitely can be. So when you are starting to work with like a new client, what is your typical process of going through things and how do you help them find like their personal style and the things that are gonna look good on them and their body? 
Yes, my clients come to me in all different stages of finding their personal style. And so we begin with finding their personal style, trying to look through Pinterest, trying to get ideas. I try to like hone in, try to get them to describe their style, which again is super challenging for some, not, not for others. And then when I come to them for a session, we start by going through what they're wearing. And then we dive into what they aren't wearing and why. And then we try to marry the two. So I create a ton of outfits out of what they already have. I give them all of my styling tips and tricks. If you fold this this way or crop this, I encourage my clients to take things to a tailor and get certain things altered. I have, I am petite. I'm only five foot. So I have to get a lot of my things altered in the sleeves and in the length. And when you're investing just that little bit extra into your clothes, then you're more likely to wear it longer, have it for longer. And so we make a ton of new outfits and then we discard things that aren't serving them. And again, my, my clients are all different on the spectrum of hanging on to things versus letting things go, feeling confident in being stylish. Um, and some of them just feel like their life has changed, their bodies changed, their budget has changed, but they still continue to dress like they did 15, 20 years ago. That's kind of a common one I see. So I help women with their mindset and working all through that. And then I give them a sh small shopping list. And you'd be surprised how small your shopping list is when you shop your closet and see what you have. And then I help them add in things sustainably. That's so awesome. I love that. Well, and I love that you talk about like getting rid of some of the things that don't serve you. I feel like, especially as women who have gone through lots of body changes through marriage, through kids, through whatever it is, we tend to have those, uh, this is way too small for me, but one day I'm going to fit back into it kind of <laughs> piles of clothes in our closet. How do you typically help women like handle those? <laughs> oh my gosh. Weight fluctuations are just a part of life and they're a frustrating part of life, but they are. I had four babies in my twenties. I had my last baby when I was like 30, 31. And so my weight fluctuated through my pregnancies. But now that I'm in my late thirties, my weight fluctuates because, <laughs> because I went on a vacation, because it was the holidays, because it was COVID. And so weight fluctuations can be really frustrating. My biggest tip is to not have things hanging in your closet that don't currently fit and make you feel good. You don't have to get rid of them, but if you put them to another space in your closet, put them under your bed and then reassess in three to six months. And as we get older and we go through the process of accepting our bodies and knowing that body changes are just a part of life, we start to realize what are kind of more normal fluctuations what when our body settles and it's like okay this is my new body now it's been a couple years i've consistently been this size or gone back to this size this is what it is and then you can start to really weed out things that aren't serving you anymore but my biggest tip is don't let them stare at you in the face every day even if you're working with a smaller capsule wardrobe for just a couple months no big deal wear the same things on repeat for a couple months and see what your body's going to do. I feel like there's so much shame that we tie into the clothes that we have and the sizes that we wear. So releasing some of that is super important. It's really important and so much easier said than done. I still find myself 
falling back into those patterns when I put on some weight and I'm like, oh, I just, things aren't fitting. And when your clothes don't fit, it can be really frustrating. And you don't need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. You can work with a smaller wardrobe. And then it's also okay to have a couple different sizes. You'll understand if your body really does kind of fluctuate throughout the year. And it's okay to have things that are a couple sizes, one or two sizes too big, one or two sizes too small, and just rotate those if needed. Go buy a bigger pair of jeans. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, what can we do if we like maybe really love a style on somebody else that we've seen or like Pinterest it and see something that we really love, but we're like really self-conscious maybe about trying it and think it won't look good on us or something like that. How can we work through that? That is such a good question. I think the biggest thing we need is proportion. So when you see something on somebody, like right now the trend is oversized on the top and kind of oversized on the bottom, to be honest. And it's, it's tucking things in. And a lot of my clients were at a certain age where tucking things in is not our favorite thing. Like it's just not. And so I encourage my clients to work with proportions. So it's like, if you have something slimmer on your leg, um, raise your leg a little bit, try a different shoe with it. And as far as that confidence of how do I wear this, try it on and wear it for a day, just in your house and see if you like it. But try to look at proportions as an overall thing and not just tone on in one specific body part. I think we get caught up on, I don't like my midsection, so I'm going to hide that and forget about everything else looking good because my midsection is hidden, or I don't like my broad shoulders, so I can't wear puffy sleeves. Well, maybe you can wear a puffier sleeve if you show your waist a little bit more or make your leg a little bit longer. So when we work through those proportions, it broadens your horizons of what you can do. And skinny jeans is one of those. That <laughs> Our generation, we had a hard time jumping in. Did you have a hard time jumping into wearing skinny jeans, what, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, I, I was growing up during the skinny jeans phase. So yeah. I definitely like love my skinny jeans. But now that they're going back out of style and like we're going to more of the straight leg, I'm like holding on to my skinny jeans. <laughs> exactly. Just like I held on to my boot cut jeans back when skinny jeans became popular. And now we get stuck in a skinny jean, but the good news is they're not completely out of style. It's just adding other things in and trying a different proportion. So you don't have to go straight to the wide leg. That's what we see um, sometimes when we like get super intimidated, just try a straighter leg or a looser skinny jean, something that fits you great in the waist and your butt, but that is a little bit skimming your, your hips and thighs and a little bit straighter of a cut. And that can help you ease into a different trend. Um, a lot of my women I talk about where to crop their pants, showing a little ankle really does make you look taller. It's weird. That was not the information we got however many years ago when we were wearing the chunky boots and <laughs> having our big long you know, shoes hang over them or or when we were doing the skinny jean, but having to roll it all the time. Um, now cropping can really help with your proportions. So give it a try. Maybe buy one pair of jeans and see how you like it. 
and then go from there. I love it. Yeah, I definitely uh, have been moving more towards the straight, straight jeans with like the crop tops and the high waist and stuff like that. And it was intimidating going into it at first, but it's definitely just like, try it out, wear it a little bit, see how you're feeling, make any adjustments you feel like you need to do the rest of the outfit and then go exactly. If you're not comfortable doing the full tuck, just try a front tuck or a side tuck, wear a jacket over it. That can help feel more covered and comfortable and confident. And then it creates a long line through the top. If you break up your body into thirds, instead of just wearing a shirt, you know, mm -hmm. so there's a couple little tricks you can do, but a lot of it is just trial and error and you don't have to wear what everybody else is wearing. You really don't. The most stylish people, like you look at them and they have their style and you're like, I'm just going to rock it. Honestly, it, it all comes when you're confident in what you're wearing and you feel good in it, right? Right. Um, that's awesome. So how can we work on up-leveling our style while still being more conscious consumers? What are some tips you have? That is such a great question. I think when people hear sustainable fashion or ethical fashion, we immediately think dollar signs. But the most sustainable and ethical wardrobe you have is the one hanging in your closet. It's already there. And so if we can wear our clothes, say you wear a t-shirt or a shirt 30 times instead of five times, which is the fast fashion average, you're keeping it out of the landfill. You're keeping it out of um, donations where it might not be used and just shipped to other countries to sit in their landfills. So wearing our clothes, altering them is one of my big things. Just change it up a little bit. Um, one of the things, that a lot of my clients have hanging in, the, hanging in their closet are those shirts. They're like button up shirts, but on the sleeve, the sleeve has a roll up and then a little tab and a button. Do you know what I'm talking about? And like, mm -hmm. this isn't totally a visual medium, but if you just remove the button and cut off that little tab and wear it as a long sleeve blouse or just roll it by itself without that tab, that immediately updates that t-shirt. And so we start with what's in your closet, doing some updates like that. And then one of my biggest tips is shop secondhand. We have enough clothes on the planet to clothe the next six generations. There are so many clothes already on the planet, even though fast fashion brands continue to mass produce clothes and continue to have new arrivals every single week. We can wear our clothes more and shop secondhand. And then if you want to invest in some things of a higher quality or support sustainable brands, then you can save up and put your money into some of those sustainable brands. But the most effective, cost-effective way is to shop your closet and then shop secondhand. Which I love shopping secondhand. You find so many great pieces and yeah. like, we have a thrift store here in my town that I go to all the time and I go and donate some of my clothes and get some cash back to go towards, you know, my new closet, which is, you know, somebody's old closet, which is great. Do you have any pieces that come to mind that you absolutely love that you found secondhand? 
yeah, I have um, some great dresses that I found, like business professional dresses, which are awesome. Um, and I have um, several pairs of jeans that I've gotten there too, that are just like, they're higher end brands that I probably never would have bought, you know, if I hadn't found them thrifting. So there's always good finds there. Absolutely. Jeans are a big one. I only buy my denim secondhand because of the sustainability factor. It's hard to sustainably manufacture denim. So I only buy my, my denim secondhand, but you can find exactly what you want. And I do most of my shopping secondhand online and they have the measurements on there for you and you can return things and you can try it out. And I find it really helpful with the measurements. And there's been times where I had a favorite pair of jeans and I wore them out. <laughs> like I wore a hole in them and my seams just tried to fix them, but they weren't really fixable. I still have them and wear them around my house when I'm not going to be seen in public, but <laughs> they're like the coziest, you know, they're so worn in. I can't, I can't part with them, but I went on thread up online and I searched for those exact pair of jeans and I took measurements of the jeans and measurements of myself and I found them and I was super excited. So you'd be surprised what you can find secondhand. And I also love the fact of finding your own personal style and not having what everybody else has. That's another benefit to shopping secondhand that I think people kind of overlook sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are some of your favorite places? You said thread up um, for secondhand online, but some other places that we can get, you know, more of that sustainable um, clothing, whether it's secondhand or just some better brands that we can buy from. Yes. So thread up is my favorite. Um, they are really good about their quality. Like they really check over the garment and make sure it's in good quality. And like I said, they have such great search engines. You can search for the fabric you want, color, by size, and then by even measurements. So they're fantastic. Their returns are fantastic. Poshmark, I found a couple of things on Poshmark. Poshmark is essentially eBay. So the downside is that you're working directly with the seller and they determine the price, the quality, things like that. Um, but you can find some great things. I found a sweater that I absolutely loved. And then I saw it on thread up in a different color. And I was like, oh, I want it so bad. And it got snatched up before I could get it. And so I went on a hunt and I found it on Poshmark because I knew like the specific things that I was searching for. So that was pretty exciting. I also love the real real if you are looking for more high end items. And I've been able to find some great shoes, some great purses. Um, their prices are a little bit more, definitely less than you would buy, you know, retail. But if you're looking for like a great, a fantastic coat, um, I found a couple dresses from them. Like you said, like a dress that's going to be like, this is my wedding season dress. I'm going to wear this to all the events and I'm going to have it for years to come. The real, real is a really fun place to find like specific things that are higher end that you wouldn't otherwise afford. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us before we kind of wrap this up? Oh my goodness. 
I just love working with women who are in business and I love helping them just update that one aspect of their life and kind of have it not be such a worry. Sometimes fashion can be overwhelming and the trends can be overwhelming. And then you add in the sustainability factor and it can seem completely overwhelming, but I love to help women just simplify this one part of their life. And I'm so thankful for you having me on your podcast and for everything that you're doing as um, giving moms confidence to follow their dreams. I think it's so important. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Um, do you want to tell us where we can all find you? Yes, you can find me. I mostly hang out on Instagram. I'm like doing the mom jam. So I'm at the stylist next door underscore UT or Utah. I do in-person um, sessions in Utah, but I also have clients all over the country because I can do it virtually. It's so fun. And then my website is the stylistnextdoor.net. So you can check me out at those two places. Come get some tips and tricks and all the fun things about, I try to make sustainable fashion fun and accessible for everyone. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. Wasn't that a great conversation? I want to thank our guests so much for being here. If you guys found value in this conversation, please like, share, and make sure to follow our guest and me on Instagram and at our websites. And if you are interested in confidence coaching with me and doing some one-on-one, you can go reach out to me on The Confident Mompreneur on Instagram or at theconfidentmompreneur.com. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time.